Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Enrique Murillo, and today's segment is going to deal with a very special topic of scholar works. Now, the reason why we're talking about this is because we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. From September 15th through October 15th every year, we set aside the month in order to, to enjoy the time, go back and think about all the beautiful aspects of our culture, all the contributions of uh, Latinos to the United States, and what better way than celebrating the intellectual output of CSUSB, which uh, is a Hispanic serving institution, and we've been the nation's side since 1994. Okay? Today's guest is Erica Milenkevich. He's the university, the CSUSB University archivist. And um, let's welcome him today and uh, thank him for being here. He is what we call the metal metal. He's the main person on our campus who deals with the archives. And so we just want to start with start off with some very simple questions. What is ScholarWorks? Yeah, so CSUSB ScholarWorks, uh, it's an open access institutional repository uh, that is administered by the John M. Fowle Library. And it's really there to preserve the research, uh, scholarship, and publications of CSUSB faculty, staff, and students. Uh, additionally, we also use the uh, the platform for digital collections based out of the library. So it's also going to include historical materials documenting uh, the history and culture of not only our university, but also our surrounding uh, region and inland Southern California. Would you say those are the goals of the repository? Because I know it, for us, it's a digital record of our output, right? And I like the fact that, let's say I've, uh, well, even these videos that we're producing Long after we're gone, 50 years from now, I suppose if it's in a repository, someone's going to be able to access that, right? Yeah, that's one of the main uh, purposes and goals of the ScholarWorks platform. It's the, the long-term preservation of this content. So making sure that we preserve this content for generations to come um, so that it can not only be you know, accessed but still used by um, you know, our community as well as the larger you know, research communities. Uh, it also protects these materials from file corruption, from loss, so that we don't um, lose all of this scholarly output that's, that's being generated here at our university. Is there, I mean, what are the advantages of ScholarWorks? Because, for example, um, right now with our lead projects, we're putting a lot of videos on YouTube, and which is great, and it's one way to access people. But I suppose YouTube uh, tomorrow can say, you know what, there's something wrong with your video, we're going to take it off, or what, we're going to cancel your account, and so you lose that. So what really is the advantage of, of ScholarWorks? Um, is, it, is it something where, again, 50 years from now, someone at the university is going to make sure it stays um, available and could be accessed? Yeah, so that, that's one of the main advantages of, of ScholarWorks is that it puts the content under our control. So when you use services like YouTube or anything else that's proprietary um, out on the internet, it's up to whether they want to continue to host your content, all right? So with us hosting it in ScholarWorks, you know, we have direct access to the files, to the descriptions about this material, so that we can make sure that it doesn't disappear and that it is available for you know, our faculty and students you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. That's excellent. Okay, well, is there any cost? Who can, 
who I mean I know, we know it's public so anybody can access it but is it is you upload materials or like what are the kinds of things that one would see if you were to visit the our CSUSB ScholarWorks like what what is on there? Yeah, so ScholarWorks, it's freely available to the public, so anyone can use it. It's not just restricted to Cal State or Cal State San Bernardino. Um, when you access the site, there's um, lots of different things that you can, you can view. Um, anything from you know, faculty publications to um, original research reports, uh, student theses, projects, dissertations. So there's a lot of that um, scholarly output from our university that's available through ScholarWorks. Mm -hmm. Um, the library um, also uses ScholarWorks as a digital asset management platform for our digital collections. Mm -hmm. So you're going to find a lot of historical materials, um, anything from photographs, um, event recordings, uh, newspapers, oral histories. Those are all hosted in ScholarWorks as well uh, for public access. Yeah, the I I am um, right now I'm coordinating our doctoral program and of course and, and you know our uh, master's thesis and doctoral dissertations. You have to, you have they have to format it and make it available on ScholarWorks, right? That's part of the, the so yeah. Currently, yeah. So currently, um, all theses and dissertations are now electronic. We we no longer do the print versions of those. Um, so yeah, so students would upload you know their theses and dissertations directly into ScholarWorks for mm -hmm. access. That's great because one of the, one of the one of the goals of anybody who's doing research or creating some kind of intellectual endeavor output is that uh, you want to make it available publicly. I mean, there, there, there's an old adage that uh, we used to say in higher education, which was uh, publish or perish. And so there was this race, you know, as faculty to get your work published out there. However, as, as, as you um, grow more experienced and perhaps there's no, no more immediate rush to publish so much, the, one of the goals, I think, at least for me as a, as a kind of veteran faculty, is that I want my work to be available. And so the, the new model really is public or perish, that we need to make our work public. And we, we are a state-funded university, um, tax-supported, and um, I work on behalf of the people of California. And so I want to make uh, uh, accessible, like my work has to be accessible to folks. So, um, is CSUSB ScholarWorks connected to like Google? Can I do a Google search? Is it going to come up? Google Scholar? What about those searches? Yeah, so that's one of the key advantages to uh, ScholarWorks as a platform. Everything is indexed by Google. Uh, so, anything that's available in our platform will show up in, in Google search results. It'll also show up in Google Scholar. It provides, um, as you said, a mechanism for you know faculty and students to to publish their work online in a stable environment with a, a URL that we know is not going to change so that they can have their work cited and reused by other um, scholars in the field uh, so it really like you said allows us to to push this content out uh, to the broader public much easier than in the past when a lot of these things were in print publications Got it, got it. Okay, so the, the, one other question is I, I have is, I've always wondered, can we use ScholarWorks to comply with public research mandates? For example, I'll give an example. Let's say you get a grant from uh, the National Science Foundation or a grant from the state of California or some kind of federal grant, and they make it, uh, they mandate it that you have, your work has to be publicly accessible. So is ScholarWorks the venue for us to make your work 
would, would we comply with those mandates? Yeah, so ScholarWorks yeah. is the venue for that. So anything that's grant related, that's mandated uh, for you know open access to this content in a stable location, um, ScholarWorks is gonna be the platform that both faculty, uh, staff, and students are gonna wanna use. Got it. Okay, so you, a little while ago you mentioned um, the things th that are available, the, the, the types of materials you'll see. So are um, learning objects, I mean, does it have to be digital? Is, there's no archive like for something physical, right? <laughs> it's a, it's everything's digital. Yeah, so everything on the platform is it's 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 in digital format, uh -huh. um, so people can view it online. Um, also, there's uh, many times there's options for downloading. Uh, so mm -hmm. if it's a publication, you can download that publication or article. If it's a video, it streams um, directly in the platform for viewing. Um, so yeah, most so so most of the content uh, starts off in digital form, but there's also content that the library is working on. Uh, that's digitizing material. So we're working uh, with our, our print collections got it. to digitize some yes. older publications or you know photographs and get those online uh, digitally for easier access. Okay. Do I give up my author rights by putting it on ScholarWorks? Uh, no, you don't. You maintain all of those uh, those rights that you have. Um, you can even um, specify you know what those are within the description of the item. Um, so yeah, by putting it in ScholarWorks, you don't um, let go of any of your your rights to the. Okay, board. so let's say I I, I have um, a report that I've done. So there, I can very easily put it up on ScholarWorks, but I can also submit it for some kind of academic publication, and there's no conflict. It can go both ways. I mean, and yeah. sometimes that would depend on the, the journal um, that, that you're submitting it to. Oh, okay. But nowadays, um, a lot of them have these options to where maybe it appears first in the journal, and then after a six-month embargo, it can be freely available online in ScholarWorks. Ah. Uh, another option is you know using ScholarWorks for pre-publication. Mm -hmm. So before it is actually published, using that version as an open access version, and then have a more complete final version in a scholarly publication. Almost like a conference like a presentation. Like a white paper or a conference yes. proceeding. Um, so, so there's a lot of options there with kind of when you can put the content on and, and how you can increase access to it. Okay, so how do you find ScholarWorks? I mean, if I were to just open up my laptop, what do I do? Yeah, so it's going to be, um, you can access it through the, the main page of the library website. You know, there's an option there to click into ScholarWorks. It can also be accessed at scholarworks.lib.csusb.edu, so at the web address. Um, you know, if you're interested in a specific topic or area and you're searching that in Google or other search engines, um, content that's related will appear, uh, content that's related in ScholarWorks uh, will appear in those search results as well. Okay, very good. Okay, so um, is there anything else you think faculty, staff, and students need to know about ScholarWorks? Um, I just think they need to know it's, it's a, you know, a great resource available to them to, to really broaden the, the reach of the, of the content that they're producing. Um, it gives them a platform that they know is going to be administered and, and preserved um, for the long term so that mm -hmm. their content isn't going to disappear you know, next year or the year after. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it, it's a really valuable resource to, uh, for them to document their work uh, and, and push it out uh, publicly. Okay, so then why do you think and I think this is the, the main question. And it may, and you may not be, your answer may not be the only answer. There may be multiple answers on our campus. But um, why is it important that we archive our intellectual output? In other words, um, 
what's the purpose? It, does it create new, does it encourage new ideas? Does it encourage, uh, excuse me, does it uh, preserve our past knowledge? Um, does it foster connections? I mean, really, ultimately, why, do, why is it important to archive? Yeah, it's important to archive um, essentially for just the dissemination of information and knowledge to society. So, so platforms like ScholarWorks that are, that are open access repositories that are freely available, it makes equitable access to these materials to all members of our society. So it's not saying you know people that can afford it can get into it, anyone can access this content. So it really just helps push out our, our scholarly and research output to, to add to the information uh, uh, and knowledge of our society. And it also allows that spot where things can be preserved for posterity, for, for the long term, to really document as a university, you know, what we've done, you know, over the course of a, a set time frame. Very good. Okay. Well, we want to thank you, everybody, for paying attention to us. Uh, we want to thank our guest, uh, Eric Malenkevich, uh, who is our CSUSB University archivist. And again, I'm your host, Dr. Enrique Murillo, and thank you, and we hope to see you soon.